Hi there and welcome to this week's edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast made for made for fans by fans, excuse me, uh, where the content is absolutely free. Episode 62 of the Jersey Night Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Armstrong. Uh, I'm stepping in for David Wren, who uh, called in sick today. Colin in sick on a Sunday, I always, always find that a bit suspicious. He says he's got a heavy cold, but uh, I suspect he might have been out last night. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll speak to him later on in the week. Uh, as I said, it's episode 62 of the pod. We are live tonight. We're live on the YouTube. It is interactive. Uh, so the comment section is open on the YouTube stream, you can join us, leave your comments, I'll try and read some of those out if I can. The, the pod's live tonight, as I said, but it's also available to download and stream on a variety of platforms, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher and Spotify from tomorrow. So, as I said, get the word out there. If you're listening tonight and you've enjoyed it, let people know, share us on social media, get the word out there and get people listening. Uh, to, on tonight's show, it's been a bit of a disappointing game today, a, a bad day for Rangers at the office, a one-all a one draw at Tynecastle against Harps, uh, it means we're knocked off the, the top of the, the, the table by goal scored, I believe, uh, we're, 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 we've got the same amount of points and uh, the goal difference is equal to Celtic, but they've scored more goals, so they're back to the top of the table, a really lackluster performance today, so we'll get in about that, we'll have a wee look at what happened today and what went wrong. We'll also have a, a quick preview of the game on Thursday night in Portugal against Porto in the Europa League. We'll have a wee look at that. And we'll also have a look at some of the stuff that happened through the week in the, the, the international break there. Obviously, Ross Wilson was appointed director of football. Uh, Nika Katic agreed a new deal. And there was a, a, a strange, bizarre story uh, in, the, in the Sunday Mail this morning from Gordon Parks about Alfredo Morello. So we'll have a wee discussion about that. So lots to get through. A really good show, apart from the result, obviously, today to, to keep us going. Uh, but we'll get right in about it. So joining me this week, we've got the gaffer. We've got uh, Stuart Franklin. How are you, Stuart? As well as can be, Colin, obviously a bit disappointed after today's farce. It was a bit of a farce, wasn't it? It was more the, the level of performance that disappointed me. Uh, it was very, very, very poor. It, it started badly. Um, and it didn't really get much better. I know it's before the game. I was watching it on BT Sport, and Levine was says that his team would have to play sort of above their usual level, and he hoped that Rangers would be a couple of levels below how we usually play. And that's actually how it, how it turned out, unfortunately. And uh, Hearts were well worth their point, to be fair. Yeah, aye. I, I mean, I thought it was two bad teams on show today. I must admit, it was I kind of felt like it was ninety minutes of my life that I would never get back. It was one of those days. Uh, John Robertson made a bizarre claim after the game that Rangers were really lucky to get out with, you know, with a draw. I, I, I totally disagreed with that. I thought Hearts were really poor as well. I thought a draw was the right result. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll discuss all the ins and outs uh, as we get on. Uh, also joining us tonight is uh, Stephen Clifford from Four Lads Had a Dream. How are you, Stephen? Fine, Colin. Uh, thanks for having us on. No bother, no bother. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure to have you on. And how have you been recently? Yeah, all good. Um, yeah. All fine, really. Um, quiet. Quiet? Quiet now. Quiet, yeah. It's quiet now that the transfer window's over. So things are, things are a bit, um, you know, up and down the, the usual Rangers way, performance-wise. Um, we got the, the, the wrong end of it today, unfortunately. So roll on to Thursday, I think. Yeah, we'll try and be as positive as possible. I know it was a bit of a sick another day. I think what really frustrated me was the fact that we, you know, we'd done so well to to get top of the league after the defeat to Celtic a few weeks ago, and then just to sort of chuck it away after you know one week essentially. There was a wee bit frustrating, but I think the thing is though, and this will first of all dropping points in any game in Scotland is is never acceptable, but it happens. Right, and I just think that we were so bad today, like worst performance levels. That's up there with, as the, you know, the one one at Dundee last year, nil nil at home to St Johnston for being that bad. 
sometimes it's a point gained. And because we were so bad, trying to look at it positively and think that perhaps it was a point gained. I mean, only one shot on target. So, yeah, we're not top, but on goals for, it's, it's not a disaster in that way. We really have to just ensure that that doesn't happen again, performance level, because if it does, um, especially away from home, then we, we won't be winning anything this year. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. Uh, so we'll get right in about it. Uh, Stuart, I'll come back to you. The, the starting 11, uh, obviously Ryan Jack's out injured. You know, he's got an, an issue with his, his knee. Uh, so Kamara came in today. Katic was uh, reintroduced at centre-half. Overall, what did you make of uh, Gerard's selection today? Well, I can't disagree with it because it's the team that I put out when I, I wrote Friday's preview for the for the Jersnet website. So, I I think I I don't I doubt anybody was unhappy before the game about the team selection. I think um, it was. I was. Well, 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 that's not so bad. I'm glad we've got somebody then, so you can disagree. But the the good thing is, um, for me, it was it was it wasn't a surprise we had guys like Aribo playing, for example, because he, he did so well during the week. For his team, um, Morelos, uh, sorry for Nigeria, Morelos was was called up, so was uh, is full of confidence. Uh, same with Barisic, um, Scott Arfield got a great result um, for Canada against America, so it was full of guys that had came. All right, they've been away traveling, all the rest of it. So, but you still think they're going to come back and be up for for a Rangers game, and unfortunately, it, it didn't turn out like that. So, um, I'll, but I'll let Stevie explain why he was unhappy with the team. Yeah, on you go, Stevie. You, you seem you seem quite disgruntled now. Well, it was. It's easy to it's it's easy to say now, um, and I I don't ever really say anything like this on the pod and things like um, on the blog rather on on the internet or anything. But I was, I was saying to the boys in the chat that I just think there's too many players now that have become accustomed to to playing no matter how they're performing. And there's five or six of them in that team today, and and they're passive. Um, I wouldn't accuse them of hiding, but I would accuse them of not being brave enough. So, for example, one of them is is Shea Ojo up front. I think that he even is he looks at time. He's, he's a hugely frustrating player as wingers are, and I've defended him, and I, I really have. I've looked for the positives and things like that today, and I'm not saying all of a sudden he's a bad player, but he needs a spell out the team. He's is automatically getting picked no matter how he does. And that also comes with Scott Arfield as well. And when you pick a midfield three of Arabo, Kamara and Davis, it lacks the drive that Ryan Jack gives. And Davis wasn't as good today because he didn't have Ryan Jack next to him. But I also think that we're entitled to expect more from Joe Rebo in a game like today. And I think that three is too similar. I don't think we need it. I think in a game where maybe you go... To, to Celtic Park, you, you maybe pick that because it's it's a battle in midfield. But today when we needed drive from the midfield, the front three got absolutely nothing from them. They got, they got no balls in behind. They got no balls they could run into. Alfredo never once got it on his feet where he could turn the defence and, and there was just nothing coming. The only times that we were gaining was when Golson played a long reverse ball because we were always one over on the wings every single time. And I just thought that was poor. Me personally, Arfield, after playing on Wednesday night for Canada, would never have started today. I think Greg Stewart is hugely unlucky not to start the game today. And he's been huge in the way we played in the last couple of games and link up and the ability to, to thread a tight pass and everything as we've seen against Hamilton, um, dropping in against Aberdeen, etc. I think he's hugely unlucky. And, and that's why I think it was wrong. And you've also got to look at the back line as well. We, we spent three and a half million on Hellander. Edmondson never put a foot long against Hamilton. Tavernier and, and Golson are now at the stage where it doesn't really matter how bad they are. And Golson today wasn't didn't do anything particularly wrong. I thought Katic was was fine against Ikpiazu. He's obviously a difficult customer, but Tav was was undefendable, unfortunately. So it's it's now at the point where we need to think about captain or not, he comes out of the team. And it's not because he's suddenly a bad player either, it's because he's just not performing. And yeah, I mean, in hindsight, he would have played and the back four was fine. But looking after it now, changes have to be made. And we make a lot of having a big squad and two for every position. Well, he's got to start using it, in my opinion. I, I mean, it's hard to disagree. I mean, 
we're going to come on to Tav in a minute. You know, he was culpable again at the goal. But I think Arfield, you've got you're, you're you're right with Arfield. I'm a big I'm a big fan of Scott Arfield. I think he's a great player for Rangers, but he has looked a bit jaded this season. And you're right, it seems to be that uh, one or two of them, it doesn't matter how you know good or, or bad they perform, they, they always get their, their, their starting place. Whereas someone like Katic, for example, has performed well and then has one bad game and he's out the side, and then they bring in Holanda and he has one bad game and he's out the side. Then they bring in Edmondson, and he had a great game, and he's back out the side. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think there are certain players in there that seem to be fairly confident that they're always going to get a, a, a starting place, and it maybe is time to sort of start, sort of question that. Uh, I just think something else, Colin. Sorry to interrupt you. I no, no. to say the whole tone was set in the first twenty seconds when Goldson fired a, a ball straight to Harps, and and the problem we had is that. We were very deep today because we were getting pressed. There was no outball. The, the midfield three never once, nobody went beyond. They, they were very safe. They were very passive. And I think the way we set up was almost defensive when we should be going to try and win games like that today. I mean, Hearts were, if, if we set the tone properly and start well, and, you know, are, are more attacking then I don't think Hearts cope. You've seen how the only time we really looked like we should was after we, we equalised for the last five minutes of the second half. And I know Gerard said we battled more in the second half. I thought we were awful in the second half. But we'll get to that in a wee second. But I just don't think that the way we set up today was set up to try and go and win first and foremost. I think it was set up to try and be tight. That midfield is, is too samey for me. It's, it's, it's too passive. And we won't... We won't win leagues if if we set up not trying to win games, and I'm not I'm not saying that's not what he tried to do, but for me that was my massive concern before it went, and and it went exactly that way, sadly. Sure, I, I mean some interesting stuff there from Stephen. I mean we did we started really slow, and we we could have been one down uh, before the goal came when Ekpizu uh, hit the bar, and then not long after it, it's a sort of Route one ball comes through Tav yet again, you know, a sort of a, a really it's something you can't defend actually, the level of the mistake it was. And we're one 0 down. And now I mean Tynecastle, I sort of said this on social media today during the game, that I always expect that at Tynecastle. You know, I mean, I always feel you get an uncomfortable first twenty minutes, half hour. But Hearts, I think they've only won two games at Tynecastle in two thousand and nineteen. And as you pointed out earlier, we when, towards the end of the, the, the first half, we looked like we were starting to, to get a grip in the game and then we get the goal just before half-time and then it all goes wrong in the second half. We just don't push on for there. So, other things to be worried about there because it's... I, I thought at one stage we were back in it and we had control of the game and then the, the, the second half performance was, was, was pretty poor. Uh, it was kind of strange because, uh, like you say, I mean, we started dreadfully. It was really, really poor. But it was exactly like a team that hadn't played for a fortnight, to be honest. And uh, I was kind of surprised because, as I said at the, at the top of the show there, there was guys that, again, they'd been away international, they'd been away travelling, but they all played well and all had good results. Ian Kamara was away for Finland and, and apparently was excellent. So I could understand that lineup, and I could understand playing guys that, that, that were in form during the week. And it, they're let's face it, the, the best options available to us, Ojo, probably notwithstanding. Um, and I think on the right-hand side, I think I think there's an issue of circumstance there. I think it's unusual that both Tav and Arfield are playing so crap. And all season, both of them have not really been doing the business at all. And and I think it's shown for week to week. And I think it's affecting both of them. I think because Tav's not playing well, Arfield's not playing well and vice versa. And I think it's just a... Um, a vicious circle to be honest and I, and I think we do have to make a, a change at some point and in our away form I think if we're being honest it hasn't been great this season anyway um, certainly in, in the, the, the SPFL I mean obviously we beat St Johnston 4-0 the other week there but you remember uh, the first half it was 0-0 at half time and we weren't that great in the first half and we, we got a goal out of nothing really just after half time which kind of changed the, 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 um, the outlook of the game significantly to be honest so um, it's definitely food for thought for the manager and I've got a lot of sympathy for what Stevie was saying in terms of guys that are automatically playing but again I think I think guys like Ojo because Jones has been injured and Kent's been injured and Arfield's not been playing well I think it's just been a case that 
that, that Ojo is one guy that is still, although he's dividing fans and he's inconsistent, he has been contributing assists, he has been scoring the odd goal. So I think it's easy to 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 say, well, let's keep him in the team and, and keep doing the business. But it, today he was he was atrocious. He wasn't in the game at all. I mean, he offered nothing. And when he did get on the ball again, he was taking the wrong option, or his final ball was really poor. So. I, th- I think it's pretty obvious now that he, that he'll drop out the team. But the problem you've got is, is um, we're away to Porto on Thursday. So do you do you drop um, Arfield and Ojo, and then you've got Stewart who might not be as effective at getting back and sort of playing in, in a deeper role, or do you bring somebody in like Docherty or Ken who seems to have disappeared at the picture completely? Um, it's, there's there's a lot of questions for the manager now, and, and this is where he's going to have to to start to end his con. Stephen, on the issue at Av, uh, we spoke a couple of weeks ago after the the, the young boys game, uh, and you know th- there was a lot of stuff after that about him. Does he deserve to be dropped? Should he still be capped and all that kind of thing? Uh, now, as as I said in the sort of opening part of the program, you know that's the last three goals that the Rangers have conceded. He has been directly almost responsible for, you know. So, you know, if this was any other player, I mean, if it if it was Barisic on the other side, you know. I, th- I think after the, the game at Young Boys, he's, he's, he's out the side. So is, is the issue with Tav, even though he's captain, is this now becoming an issue he, he needs to address? Well, there's a bigger thing to the whole Tav thing as well, because if Tav makes a, a mistake at the back, um, like he he has done, he's, he's made mistakes previously, he would always galvanise and make up for it going forward. But, Today he was awful going forward, like really, really poor, as poor as I've seen him crosses over hit. And there was only there was a bright spark um, in in the second half of a move that we had, and Tav had to basically clip it across to Morelos, who was absolutely free, and he overhit it um, to the back post. And the commentators actually said it was for Ojo, and it wasn't. It was nowhere near him. The defender put it out for a corner, and that just summed him up. It was an easy ten yard chip to Morelos, who was free. And the problem with Tav is that I'm not saying there's a, a complacency there, but if, if Tav is making mistakes at the back and he isn't bailing you out going forward and his set pieces are poor and his crossing is poor and things like he was today, then I've got to say that I'm not advocating he gets dropped immediately, but I'm advocating that if it doesn't take a sharp upturn, then we should be looking at either Flanagan or we should be looking at Polster. And, and on the theory that if it was Barisic at the other side, he would be getting put out of the team. And if it was Katic, he would be getting put out of the team, etc., etc. It should be the same for absolutely everyone in the squad. So, yeah, I mean, Tab's form to me is a worry. He's not the only one. I'm worried about Arfield's form. I'm worried about Ojo's form. I'm worried about Aribo's form. So there's, there's plenty of food for thought there for the manager, in my opinion. I don't think that he will be pleased in any way of, of what they gave them today. Um, and I only think, you know, in Barisic, I've, I've been very critical of Barisic, but he again today was solid. And what annoyed me as well is that, you know, we've got a free kick in the 93rd minute and Tav's having a stinker of a performance and he, he tells Barisic to go away. And Barisic, a left footer, in-swinger, his, his crossing today was not bad. He should have been taking that free kick. But Tav and trying to do it all and everything else is, you know, and that just summed it up. And that's what frustrates me, things like that. I just think that we're at the point now with Tav where we really have to consider if it's not a sharp upturn, then he, he has to come out of the side for his good as well as our own. I mean, I would I, I would, I would, agree. I think that regardless of the fact that he's got the armband, if he's the level of mistakes that he's making at the moment, then I think it, it's something that, Gerard has to start looking at, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe agree with what you're saying. It's not something that has to happen straight away, but I certainly would imagine that Gerard's having a word behind the scenes saying, you know, if your form doesn't pick up, we've got an issue. And if it doesn't pick up, then I think he needs to he needs to come out the side. Uh, sure, the, the the big man up front for Hearts, uh, Ick Pizzo. Now, I don't know if this was because Ryan Jack was out the side today, but it seemed to me that you know, it, it was bullying us for, for, for long periods, you know, and, and no one seemed to be able to want to sort of 
pick up the fight with him and sort of leave something on him. You know, there was there was one, I think it was with Kamara out in the touchline. The ball was already out. And Nick Pizzo just went through him anyway, just to sort of say, have that. You know what I mean? But no one seemed to think, right, well, I'll leave something back in him, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, Big London Dykes with Livingston. You know, he's quite a physical centre forward. And in both games against Livingston, we, we struggled with him as well. Is, is there an issue in this team? You know, is there a, a weakness, excuse me, in dealing with, you know, your sort of physical centre forwards? No, I, I don't think there is, to be honest. I think Piazza had a good game. I think uh, Katic didn't, and I think it was as simple as that. I think Piazza just sort of concentrated on that. Katic started badly, as did Barisic. I thought, actually, two of them on that left-hand side were poor for the first 10 minutes or so. Barisic, like Stevie says, came onto a game and, and was one of our better players along with, I thought, Golson had an excellent game. And, and maybe, it, maybe it might have been worth, actually, Golson and Katic swapping and Golson going to that side and trying to deal with it because... Other than one uh, thing in the last five minutes where Rick Pius had sort of done him out in the touchline and, and, and got into the box, as I say, I thought Golson did, did a lot better with him. And that's why the big guy just kept, kept on uh, playing into Katic. And unfortunately, Katic, I've got a bit of sympathy because he's had a great season. Normally, he's been playing most of the games. He's, he's played very well and obviously he's been out of the team. And I think he, he suffered for that today. today. And I mean, I would have picked Katic uh, because he's played at Tencastle before, he's scored there before, and he's He's played against it Piazza before and done well, so I think he was the right pick. But unfortunately, he just didn't have a good game. And I think um, I, I, I don't think it's a huge. I don't think we have got a, a specific issue of playing up against physical players. I think today it was just it was he he did well at Piazza and the Hearts press did well, and we didn't have enough guys in the middle of the park. I mean, Gerard always talks about uh, guys being brave on the ball. And I think that's what we've seen for, for Ryan Jack this year. He's been fantastic on the ball. He takes it in, in tight situations, recycles it well, or even if he has to, he'll beat a man and take it forward himself. And he's been fantastic, Ryan Jack. And it was him that we missed today because Kamara um, didn't didn't enjoy taking it under tight tight um, areas at all. And it just gave it straight back to whether it was Katic or Golson or McGregor. I don't, I'm convinced that Kamara played a forward pass all game. Davis didn't can really get himself into the game. He played he pinged two or three excellent balls in the in the second half, and and he was one of the few players I could see him. He was actually standing near the halfway line a few times, trying to get the guys, the rest of the team, to push up and push the defence up towards the end of the game, and they just weren't able to do it. Um, and again, I, I thought Aribo actually did okay first half. I thought he looked pretty sharp, and then he just gradually fell out of the game. And and other than one or two decent bits of possession in the second half, he was he was pretty much anonymous and and. We were, we were basically bullied out the game. and I didn't think so much about Ek Piazu. I think he he led the line well and uh, set the tone for Hearts in that sense. But um, it's not something I'm worried about per se. However, it's it, the, the lack of a physical body in there. I know Stevie at the start was talking about we, we lacked a bit of creativity or belief that to go and actually win the game. For me in the second half, it, it, we, we lost our shape. Celtic, uh, Hearts bullied us. And we, we and actually I, I would have maybe put on somebody like Poster who I know he was on against uh, Hamilton another week there, but when he came on he was quite physical and he was pressing people and 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 getting stuck in and it maybe called for something a bit more sort of industry in there and a bit somebody to, to put themselves about rather than because we weren't getting time on the ball. I, I don't think it mattered if you had Messi in the other day, but it was nobody was getting time on the ball and and uh, we weren't using it well enough either. So. Uh, it's, it was just one of those days where everything pretty much went wrong, unfortunately. I, I, I don't know. I just I just feel sometimes that we, we, we don't have an enforcer in these, these games, you know what I mean? And, you know, the, the Lyndon Dykes one, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think he's a good player and I think he might get a move to a bigger club, but I'm slightly concerned that, you know, these guys are sort of bullying so many other players and there's no one there to just sort of say, right, done take that and, and to try and just knock them off their stride so uh, that concerned me today worried me against Livingston especially the game at, uh, at the Tony Macaroni Stadium you know I just felt this guy was, was, was bullying us physically and no one seemed to be prepared to you know take him up on that the, so the, the referees sorry to cut in but the, the referees always take action though I mean we've seen it time after time if Rangers players try to be physical especially with guys like Clancy, if we try and go in and, and, and go toe-to-toe physically with players, the referee will book our players before they book their players. I mean, you mentioned earlier the, the challenge for Piazzi on, it was on Barisic just on the byline in front of the range of fans. And McGregor went mental. 
and and eventually got booked for descent. I mean, it was a dreadful challenge, and the guy had been did two or three, and then the second half, he then warned them and, and pointed out that he had persistent fouling. He made another challenge at the edge of, edge of the box towards the end of the game and didn't even get booked. So it's like, as I say, I'm all for having enforcers and, and for going toe-to-toe with teams and and for the, definitely didn't want to get bullied at the games. And I think worse than that, you didn't want to get dragged into that type of game. And that's what happened at Livingston. And that's what actually happened uh, today. And it's happened actually quite a lot against Kilmarnock as well, especially at Rugby Park. We get drawn into a physical game where we, we end up lumping the ball long. Players that aren't brave enough to take the ball in, they're, they're waiting on the challenge instead of looking to be brave and take, take, you know try and beat a player. And, and, and this is that's a bigger issue for me than dealing with, with big physical strikers as far as I'm concerned. Stephen, uh, as I said earlier on, just about sort of five minutes before uh, the half-time break, we, we go back into the game, corner kick comes in, uh, falls to Morelos, and he, he took it well. Uh, you have to wonder where we would be without him, you know. And, and I found it quite interesting today as well that when he got his booking, which I thought was harsh, I, I, we were speaking before we came on air that, you know, I, I, I don't think he deserved to get that booking. But that's his first of the season. You know what I mean? And I don't think, you know, you, you, despite that, you're still getting, you know, commentators week in, week out, you know, trying to make a big thing about any time he's involved in, in the play and any time he's involved in a challenge, you know, almost as if they're inciting and, and trying to get him, you know, to get booked or something like that. Uh, he's, I mean, his performances this year and and how he sort of reined in the, the the other side of his game, you know, the, the the way he gets frustrated and lashes out sometimes. He's, he's, he's been he's been tremendous for us this season. Before I talk about Alfredo, a wee point on the referee um, today, Kevin Clancy. Um, for those of us who have a long memory um, on referees and keep an eye on them, Kevin Clancy was the referee against Aberdeen last year, first game of the season. He sent off Alfredo Morelos, which was then rescinded. He was the referee in the cup ties against Aberdeen. Um, up at Pataudry, it was 1-1. And then it was 2-0 Aberdeen back at Ibrox. We were denied stonewall penalties. He booked Alfredo for remonstrating. So he, I mean, that's only a couple that I can remember with Kevin Clancy. Um, but he, I mean, he's got a list of decisions against Rangers. He clearly doesn't like Alfredo. And, and like you say, he couldn't wait to, to book him today. And I can actually understand why you get booked. You know, you bang the ball down like that, then you're you're going to get booked, and you've, you've got to take that. But I think Alfred was actually more frustrated at himself. And if you look at the the point that Stuart made about Piazza, he's absolutely right. I mean, he actually goes and speaks to him and points out four fouls that he's already made, and then says, "If you make any more, I mean, how many? Where do you draw the line? If you, if you're prepared to book Alfredo immediately and not." do him for the same. I mean, it's it's that kind of frustration. But aside of that, he you know, Kevin Clancy's not the reason why we didn't win today. So that it, it's not an excuse. It's just a frustration that things he does. On Alfredo, what frustrates me today is we, we just didn't we didn't get the ball into him to feet. We didn't try and get him to turn defenders. We didn't give him any feed at all. And that just comes back to, I think, the, the way, the, the kind of passive way that we were in midfield with the three that were chosen. We need to, you know, he, he is our talisman. He's our best player. We, we need to play to our strengths and that is getting the ball to him to turn and be tight on defenders and and, and, and feeding off him. That's why I think that Greg Stewart is extremely unlucky not to be playing today. But it's just, it's, it's just you know, Alfredo has been fantastic this year. His attitude, he's his, his link up, his you know everything he's finishing has has been fantastic, and you know he's he's going to be vital to us. But we we need to be we need to be more than relying on him. We need the wingers pitching in. We need the midfielders scoring goals. We need Scott Arfield finding the target again, and it, it, it can't be left all down to Alfredo. Yeah, I think he's. I, I would agree. I think he's he's been outstanding this season. I also agree. I think it was interesting. I mean, I know you were speaking about Ojo earlier on that he, he didn't really do enough today and I would agree with that. But it was interesting when Ryan Kent came on after an hour. I think he had one wee run, you know, he sort of took the ball and cut inside and got a shot away. But other than that, you know, he never really done much. And the same when Defoe came on, you know, he never really done much. And I think you're right. I think it comes down to the fact that the service they were getting wasn't up to scratch. Uh, sure, and, 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 and on that subject is... John Robertson mentioned it today uh, during the game uh, in the analysis. 
And Stevens mentioned it earlier on about the midfield three that Rangers had today: Aribo, Davis, and Kamara. Are, are they too similar? And you know, and, and and are we missing Ryan Jack in games like this? Oh, there's no doubt we miss Jack. I mean, as I say, that Jack for me has been our best player this season, and that's saying a lot when we consider how well Morelos has played. Stephen Davis has done very well. Katic, I mentioned, Dallas had a good season. So, but I think Jack is is head and shoulders above. Um, all of them, to be honest, and I think he was a huge miss today, um, just in terms of, as I said earlier, the way he holds on to the ball, the way he looks for the ball, he's always his body shape's excellent, he's always looking to take it in and then move it forward or, or beat a man, he's not whereas today it was Kamara and Davis especially both were getting the ball with their own body shape and they were passing it straight back to, to Katic or Goldson and it happened far too often, and we couldn't get any momentum because of that. I mean, credit to Hearts as well, by the way. Their press was good, it was well organised, and we really, really struggled. And nine times out of ten, it was going back to Goldson, who was playing the diagonal. In the first half, it was to Barisic. The second half, the diagonal, it seemed to be Tavenier that had more of the space on that side. Um, but other than that, we, we really didn't do much at all in the midfield three, and... and the balance just wasn't there. And as I say, Kamara's another player. We've talked about Tav and Arfield having good seasons. Uh, Kamara isn't he either. It's frustrating because apparently he's doing well when he's playing for Finland. But for, for us this season, I think he's maybe played one, they played well once or twice, probably away to Mitchell and he had a good game. Um, but today he was pretty much anonymous. Physically he was poor um, and he was he was unable to, to, to keep the ball and move the ball and turn guys like we can see that he is capable of doing. As I say, I thought Aribo did okay in the first half, but disappeared after half time, unfortunately. And 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 as I say, we, we were bullied at the game. It's as simple as that. We, we lacked a bit of belief. We lacked that courage on the ball that the manager talks about. And and uh, and it was, as I say, it, it's difficult to. I mean, Stevie says he disagreed with the team, which is fine. I mean, but if you say went with the team that we we've been playing at Ibrox with Arfield playing deeper, um, I'm not convinced that would have worked either, to be honest, because Hearts were pressing us that high and. And, and, and we're so physical, I'm not convinced that, that Arfield would have dealt with that well as well, to be honest. So it's a, a bit of conundrum for the, the manager. I mean, how long is Jack going to be out for? I noticed he was on the training field in the, the photographs last week. So you're kind of hoping that he'll maybe be available for for certainly the Motherwell game next weekend, but if not the, the Porto game. So it's maybe, as I say, maybe somebody like Edmondson, he came on was against Aberdeen and, and sat in the midfield. Is he capable of doing that? It might give us a wee bit more uh, a physical body in there where it's needed in most tricky games. And I mean, Porto away is as tricky as it comes. Obviously, in, in, in games in the SPL, you, you didn't really want to be playing somebody like Edmondson. But sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, it's not always about guile and, and creativity. Sometimes you just got to go toe to toe with teams and win the physical battle. And today we didn't do that. And it's, uh, as I say, if you're, if, you're, if you're not playing well where you can't pass around, that press, then you're you're going to struggle, and the ball just keeps kept coming back today because obviously, as we've mentioned earlier, far too many players were off the boil, and, and certainly that midfield three uh, were, were the were the same. Stephen Joe Aribo's another one. Uh, I mean, he started the season really really well, and I thought you know a bit like Kamara, you know, I mean, we thought we'd we'd, we'd done after a gem. I think since the Celtic game. He's he's been patchy at best, you know, and is is that something else we should be worried about? Um, he's still a young man, so his his form is is going to be it's going to be up and down at times. But I mean, I don't want to see Joe Rebo at left back today and deep like he was. His his best form and his best moments for us have been when he takes the ball and gets forward and gets him. You know, and gets up beside the front man. That's where he's supposed to be. He's not supposed to be, a, you know, like a, a kind of a quarterback, you know, playing deep and, and that kind of thing and, and playing passes from there. I want him forward. Kamara and Davis are there for that. And that's a frustration for me. And I don't know, again, if, if he's a wee bit more comfortable and things like that. But for me, He's he's on the verge of, of, of losing his spot as much as the likes of Ojo and and Tava, in my opinion. We need we need I think we can expect and we, we should be able to expect more um from from Aribo in a game like today. I, I just don't I, I don't think he ever once got into any good positions. I think he was very passive. 
and and so was so was Kamara, and effectively so so was Davis. We just we just weren't at it today overall, and and that's the frustration and and the kind of the dynamic that's been so good wasn't there, and it's just that. It's hugely, hugely frustrating for me. Um, again, I, I mean, I'm not saying I would, I would take him out, but I would, I would definitely. He's one like to have that, that needs to up his performance. Otherwise, we, we are looking at taking him out. For me, the, the likes of Harfield and Ojo would come out of the team because I think this has been a progressively kind of downward form spiral for them. But I think that Tav and and and, and Aribo are definitely getting towards that point too. Sure, and I mean, a couple of weeks ago when we done the pod, you know, we 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 went top of the league and we turned it around well in the space of a month. You know, we lost the game against Celtic in September. There was international break, so we went into the international break three points behind. Come back three or four games, and we've turned that around. We've been turned the points around. We've turned the goal difference around. And you're thinking, right, that's us. We've we've salvaged the situation. We're on top now. Let's just push on. And then at the first time you're asking. We drop points, and albeit we're on the same amount of points as Celtic, and the same goal difference, we've lost the top spot on on goal scored. That it's not the first time that this has happened. You know, we've got to the top of the league, and then we just surrender it almost immediately. Again, we've, we've spoken spoke about the mentality of this side, and I think Gerard mentioned it today in his his post match comments. Is this more evidence that there's there's still some way to go in the mentality side of this team? I think there is. I mean, a lot of, or the majority of the team haven't won anything, and it's it's difficult to to probably understand just how much how important that is from a psychological sense for, for that sense of belief in in yourself to to go and win titles for a winning position and or for any position to be honest. And, and the mentality has been a big issue for me for a for a long time. I mean, as long as this team isn't winning anything, and we've not won anything um, since uh, two thousand and. And eleven, then Petrofat Cup, and we include that. I don't think so. So but, uh, until we start winning stuff again, that that belief will always be a, a, a struggle, to be honest. And I think we've seen that today. But I mean, credit to the players again. I mean, we went one 0 down, could have folded, didn't they? Uh, we got back, we got a goal. Uh, I, I, they didn't play well, but I think you've got to take the positive. Stevie mentioned it at the top of the show. It's a it's, I think you've got to look at it as a as a point gained rather than than two points lost because we played that badly. I mean, today's game actually, I mean, we are, are an awful lot of the of the Celtic game at Ibrox. It was very very similar. Celtic sort of sat deep and and, and kind of um, pressed us and and were physically strong and and we sort of struggled that day to to deal with that. And I think it was. It was similar today. I mean, Hearts didn't sit deep by any stretch of imagination, but they did press us and they were physical. And I think we we struggled a bit. And but as I say, if, if there wasn't any bottle there, we wouldn't have got back in the game and got a draw out of it. So we do, we do have a bottle, but unfortunately, it's it's just that's got to take time to develop more and and to have that belief that we, wait a minute, we can actually we can win this. We can win this league. I mean, I said that the last weekend that we that um, we're capable of winning this league, and I stand by that. However, if we play like we did today, we won't, and we won't win the, the League Cup or the Scottish Cup either. If we play like that, and and as I said, our away form is a bit of a concern with so many away games coming up and big away games coming up. But I, I'm I'm confident that the the, the manager knows the, the issues. I'm confident that the, the players know exactly what's going on. I mean, for all the the, the bad, the, the, how badly we played today. Again, it was only one really bad mistake for Tav that that cost us a goal. Okay, they hit the bar in the first couple of minutes as well, but. Other than that, McGregor never had a save to make. Same, same with the, the Hart goalkeeper, of course, and it was pretty similar over in in, uh, in Switzerland as well. I mean, we, we, we threw two goals in, so I'd be a bit more concerned if we were playing really, really badly, shipping loads of goals, and you know that shape and things like that. I, I don't think we're at that stage yet. Um, so I, I think we've we've got to try and. It's hard after a crap day like that today, but you've got to try and keep morale going amongst the support. And it's the same for the players. And today was an off day, and we're going to have off days. And it's just now it's all about the reaction. And you couldn't get a tougher match than, than a way to Porto on, on Thursday, to be honest. And so we'll see what this team's about then. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm having some of the looks. Uh, so I'm having a wee look at some of the comments on uh, the the YouTube channel, and a lot of it is echoing what we're saying. We have an, an Aberdeen fan listening, and his guys making some really nice comments about Ian Durant uh, showing his class there. But thanks for listening in, yeah, so and so. Uh, I was going to say something else there, but I know Stuart doesn't like me to swear, so hell back. Uh, I, I mean, can I agree with everything you say there, Stuart? It's, it's, it's just been it's just been one of those days, I suppose, and I think it feels like now's as good a time as any to move on to more positive things and and, and have a wee look at at Thursday night. Uh, obviously, it's it's big European night, uh, Porto uh, and and Portugal. Stuart, how are you feeling about this one? You you feeling confident? Aye, aye. I'm, I'm confident for every game, to be honest. Uh, uh, clearly, after what happened today, I mean, I don't think we're going to go one, uh, two or three now over there, but I'm confident we can go and and, and certainly uh, improve on, on today. And uh, and I'm hoping we'll, we'll see a better reaction, uh, to be honest, uh, because it was so bad today. And I think the players, there'll be a lot of players wanting to to uh, to put a few, a, a few um, wrongs right on Thursday night. And... Uh, as I say, we're back on the big stage. It's a really tricky game to away to, to to Porto, but it's uh, I'm I'm confident that we can we can go over there and play well and uh, and and really turn things around um, in, in terms of the our form. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the team is, is set up because obviously we've got we've, I mean, we've talked about three or four players today that that really couldn't complain if they were dropped. So um, it will be interesting to see how the manager sets up. In that sense, um, I, th- I think um, I think the game might suit us a bit more. Though I think Porto won't be as physical as what Hearts have been, um, and I think um, that the game might be a wee bit open. And I think that'll allow uh, guys like Aribo and Davis to to get back on the ball. Hopefully, Jack might be fit. Um, if not, um, then we'll have to consider who we play else uh, alongside him. Because I think as we discussed, I don't think Kamara's playing well, so I don't think that. He's probably got to be the better option. It's it's whether or not we, you think well, do we bring somebody like King in or I mean Doherty bringing him in for the cold or as I say I mentioned earlier maybe Edmondson. So we've got a lot of options to, available to us. It's just a case of, 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 of trying to to, to 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 approach the game with a bit of confidence and, and belief in ourselves and and I'm hoping we'll be able to do that on Thursday. Stephen, uh, Porto won 5 0 yesterday, so obviously they're going in with a, a bit of momentum, but they've got a, a similar record to ourselves uh, in, in this competition. They, they won their opening game and, and, and lost the second game. So, uh, you know, the group's really tight. Every team's on three points. And you would imagine that we would maybe have to play a different system over there. You know, they're maybe going to play a wee bit more on the counter rather than having to go there and, and sort of expecting to get a result. And we've got a decent sort of record against Porto and, and a decent run in, in Portugal as well. You know, we've, we've had some good results over there, probably most memorably the, the Sporting game in 2008. So, you know, I, I know maybe you could say that Porto are in a bit of form at the moment, but based on all the stuff that I've just said there, can we go there with a bit of belief that we can actually get something on Thursday? Well, if you go there and perform like you have today, then you can forget it. I think that's a reasonable comment to make. But if you if we go there and the, you know, we turn up and, and we perform then then yeah, I mean we can we can get something. But to be honest, for me it's a free hit. It, it genuinely is. Um I don't think anybody would expect us to go out there and win. I think it's an opportunity to change the squad about a wee bit and make some changes and and I would. Um you know they've got Motherwell straight after it on on the Sunday as well, and and me personally, I would I would take a few of them out the firing line and, and freshen things up and and give them the opportunity, um, you know, to, and and say to them that the, the chances are there, you know, go and earn your place in the team. But we went to Villarreal last year and got a, a very good result and and managed a, a two two there. I think we're a better side than we were last year. So could we get something on Thursday? Yeah. I mean, I just, at this moment after today, I think it's unlikely. But um, that's only because, you know, we're, we're, we're down after today's performance. But we need to be better. We need to be sharper. We need to move the ball better. And we need to have 
you know, a, a ruthless performance on on the chances that we might get because the game will suit us. It will be able to break and and things like that. But for me, I'm not overly hopeful of of um, of, of getting anything on Thursday, unfortunately. Sure, would you agree with that? I mean, I think I think when people look at the Europa League, you know, they they, they sometimes see it. Obviously, it's it's not got the same sort of glamour as the Champions League. But it's, is it worthwhile remembering? that Porto were in the quarter-final of the Champions League last year, you know, and, and they were put out by Liverpool, you know, so they must be a decent team. Of course they're a good team, there's no doubt about it, and as I said a few times, it's, it's, this is as tough a match as we're going to face this season, um, away to them, and of course the Europa League isn't in the Champions League, and that's that's fine, um, the, the quality in the Champions League is better, However, there's Champions League quality teams in the Europa League, but the very nature that because they drop out or because they, they might have won the league, but they drop into the Europa League because the qualifying uh, stages are, are so tricky and so difficult, you know. So um, I, I, I don't think it's a, a, a huge gulf in quality between uh, the Champions League and, and, the, and the Europa League. So I think you just got to see if you say take it as a free hit. Um, I think we've done what we set out to achieve this season there. I think we've qualified and I think the, the team deserve a lot of credit for for reaching the, the, the group stages again. I said that last week and I'll stand by that. And um, you, you're just wanting the, the players to, to go and relax and, and enjoy it. And, and I mean, they're, they're one year on for, for last season, so they're more experienced. So they should be able to know how to, to, to deal with these occasions. And I mean, Porto are going to have a go at us. There's no doubt about it. So it's, we're going to have to be strong defensively. We can't afford to, to make the kind of mistakes we've seen today or uh, we've seen in, in Switzerland the other week there. So... Um, it's, it's obviously it's an, an, an also important that we're we're strong in midfield. We use the ball better. We look after it, and uh, we also maintain possession where we can. Because I mean that was a, a problem today, is we, we, we very rarely kept the ball for very long at all. In fact, I think it was only after we, we scored we really had any sort of possession. Um, we, we actually knocked the ball about with any sort of confidence and belief in ourselves. So it's it's going to be tricky. I mean, I, I, let's not get ourselves on, but um, you. This Rangers team, for me, they're capable of quite a lot, and I think it, there's just a lack of belief there amongst them at times. And and I think, but to be honest, I think when they play against better teams, it, it shows our quality shows a bit more. And, uh, and and I'm hoping that's what's going to happen on, on Thursday. To be honest, Stephen. I mean, as I said earlier, the the, the group's title and two coats of paint. You know, every club's on three points. But even I mean, even a draw surely would, would, would maybe help us. You know, we beat Firenwood already. We should have got something against Young Boys. You know, that was a really, really disappointing night. You know, maybe maybe it's the uber optimist in me, but something something. And I think I'm maybe looking back on 2005 when we got a, a very good draw out there and probably should have won the game that night. Something in me saying that, that we can get something on Thursday. Oh, we can get something if we turn up. I mean, we are a good side, and we are we are very capable. But you know, you go you go there, and you do what you done today. Then we we can forget it. Our attitudes have got to be right. We've got to make sure we don't make any mistakes, and we've got to be resolute and and clinical in front of goal. So, I mean, it, it's a lot. We need a a proper response, and and we need stand players to to stand up and be counted. Yeah, we can get a result. I mean, it, of course it is. This this group's, I think it's four kind of very evenly matched teams. Certainly at home it is. But if if we've got any hope or or any want of, of qualifying, we need to pick up either in Porto or in Feyenoord and win two home games because the way it's all balanced, that it means that nine might not be enough. So that's the frustration of of young boys in the way that ended because that could have been the away point we needed. But Thursday, you know, Porto, as we already said, I think it's a free hit because I don't think we're expected to get anything there. So personally, I would make changes and, and, and give people opportunities. But um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're capable. But they have to, they'll, they'll have to be, you know, give absolutely 100% to have any, any possibility of doing anything. What changes would you make, Stevie? I would, I would play Edmondson. Um, at the back, I know he's young, but he's he's fast, he's quick, he's he's powerful and strong. So f- for me, he he deserves an opportunity, if not Helander, 
comes in, um, I would change the midfield. So I would be looking at, at bringing in um, Ryan Jack. Hopefully he'll, he'll be fit. I think he comes back into it and starts. But it, it needs to be Jack and Davis and one other. For me, if Arable starts, he needs to be more. He needs to be going forward more and needs to be more influenced. Um, if he doesn't play, then it's 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 Dockery for me, and then King, which is one of them, has to come in. Ojo comes out of the team. I think that's a, a no-brainer. Kent starts. Um, Morelos obviously starts as well, and I would play Greg Stewart. I think he deserves it. I think he's done everything that's been asked of him. I don't think he was deserved to be dropped today, especially on on if you look at the forms of, of the others that they've stayed in. So. There is an opportunity for three or four of them to come in and, and stake a claim. So, I mean, others might, might not agree with it. And I understand that and it's all about opinions and everything else. But I just think that, that we could do with a wee bit of freshness. And it's also an opportunity for these guys who, who perhaps feel they should be playing to, to give them an opportunity. Um, so we'll, we'll see what he, what he does. But. You know, if if we go there on Thursday and we don't make changes and the, and the same players don't perform, then it gets to a stage where at some point he's going to have to change it, and that's that's you know that's why he's a manager and that's why he gets paid the big bucks. But I just think that it's got to the point with some of them where they do need to come out of the team as much for their good as 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 for ours also. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I must admit, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed being back in this environment, back in the European nights, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, the last one was disappointing, but just being back in there, you know, there was a time, there was more than one occasion I came out of grounds when we were in the journey coming back up the leagues that I, I didn't think we would see these nights again. So there maybe is that element, Stephen, that you're saying that it's a bit of a free hit, but it would be really nice if we could... <laughs> Even just nick a point, that would be lovely. Uh, right, guys, I think we should sort of move on to the couple other wee things from through the week there. I think we've covered the, the portal stuff pretty well. Uh, Stuart, coming back to you, it was announced sort of last week that Ross Wilson, you know, it was sort of the, the worst-kept secret in the country, really, that it, it was coming to Rangers. But, you know, it's been confirmed. So that's him, director of football. How do you feel about his appointment? Well, we, we discussed it last week yeah, for, a, for a few minutes and I, I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. He's, um, he's obviously still a young man, he's only 36 years old, but he's got a, a, a really impressive CV, to be honest, as, as Ross. And uh, so I, I think he, I think he's an ideal fit for what we're trying to achieve. It seems to me that the, the manager seems to be quite happy with the appointment, which is which is a positive. So I think it's just a case now we get him in the door. I think it starts around, at the start of November. Um, so we get him in the door and 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 right away uh, look to, to to try and find some improvement. I mean, I think Mark Allen did a decent job. I think most people seem to be pretty happy with the, what he implemented in and around the club and the, the football operations. And, and now it's up to Ross um, to see what he can do to, to improve upon that. Obviously, he's been at Southampton for a number of years and... In it, um, and he also made a lot of uh, similar kind of work to, to what Alan did at Rangers when he was at Huddersfield. So I think there's definitely uh, an opportunity for, for Ross to come in and, and, and make his own stamp on things. And clearly um, we're now approaching January um, within the next two or three months as well. So he'll, I'm sure he'll have a, a, a one or two thoughts on on where we can make improvements in the squad. I think the manager was quoted as, as wanting to, to downsize, which is fine. I agree. I think we've got too many players. Um, but at the same time, we do need more quality. I think that's still pretty evident. I think with the, the fact that Jack's not been fit today, I, th I think we've, we missed someday of the, the same quality on the ball and the same physical nature and somebody gets stuck in. And so somebody like that is, is definitely required. The, the, the problem we've got is, is getting... Um, People playing all the time, I think, uh, and and again, this is this is uh, Ross's um, uh, remit. To be honest, is to to make sure we've got guys in and they can fit into the squad and and can 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 play when we when we need them. So I am I'm pretty happy with his appointment overall. I'm, I'm sure Stevie will have maybe have some inside info on, on exactly what's happening. Well, that, that I was about to come to to, to Stephen on this because I read a really good piece. I don't know if, if any seen it. Jordan Campbell's piece in the Athletic. And there was actually, a, to, to take it back to the Mark Allen thing, Stephen, have you heard anything? Because he sort of suggested in that that Mark Allen wasn't a popular character at Ibrox. 
I've uh, those that follow my personal Twitter um, will know that I have been less than complimentary about Mark Allen. Um, indeed, posted as such on Jersnet and certainly made my feelings clear on Twitter. Mark Allen done a good job. I think that needs to be recognised. He certainly improved us. He brought in some good players. He played a, a vital role in suggesting Gerard, etc. So, overall, we, we have to be fair. But it's also extremely fair to say that Mark Allen thought a lot of himself um, and made promises that he couldn't keep, failed to deliver certain things that he said he would do and failed to move on certain players that he said he would and, and things like that. So when the opportunity came, um, he, he, I don't think that anybody really stood in his way. And it's also worth noting as well that the day before Mark Allen left Rangers, he was quite happily sitting in the squad photo. And there was a lot of things that, that Mark Allen did that, that maybe never, as, as a director of football, shouldn't have done. For example, one of the, the things that, that people you know were, were miffed about was when we beat Aberdeen 4-2 in Pataudry and the, the thing that upset Aberdeen was, was actually, believe it or not, Mark Allen um, shouting and bawling and celebrating outside the Aberdeen dressing room. So there's certain things as a director of football that, that he has allegedly done that, that people weren't happy about. So I made my feelings clear on Mark Allen that I didn't think it would be a long-term appointment. I didn't think that he would be here after the summer and it proved to be correct. So perhaps, you know, like everything, you know, Chinese whispers and, and rumours and things, if he upsets people, then obviously it's going to get blown out of proportion. But... I think overall he's done well for us. He's he's done a good job, but am I sorry he's gone? No. Am I pleased that Ross Wilson's coming in? Yeah. I mean he's he's the one we originally wanted. He's the he's got the the caliber and he's he's got the ability to be a good appointment. So we'll see. You know, like everything else, he'll be judged in the transfer market. Um I think Mark Allen had a kind of 60 40. Um, percentage rate and he's, he's, he's overall done quite well for us so Ross Wilson I'll need to hopefully continue the trend Sure there was also news uh, through the week there that, that Nika Katic had signed a, I think it was a year extension taking him to 2023 now I think we've, we've mentioned a few times you know he's, he's kind of been up and down in terms of I think he's played well overall but you know it seems to me if he just has one slight off game you know, he comes out the side and then he's out the side for a wee while and comes back in. So I felt for him at times. But that seems to me to be a vote of confidence for Steven Gerrard that, you know, he's very much part of the plan. So how did you feel for uh, when you when you seen that he'd signed that extension? I was delighted. Absolutely delighted. I mean, as I said earlier, the guy's had a, a really good season. Um, arguably, he's been, arguably, he's been our, our best centre-half. Um, even the fact he's missed some games I mean I don't think Golson's been all that great I thought he was probably one of our best players today Golson but generally speaking I think uh, Katic has, has, has been really good over the piece and can certainly consider himself uh, unlucky to, to, to be at the team at times um, so but I think as, as the manager said when, when they, uh, they discussed the new contract he's just trying to look after him he's still a young guy um, that his best years are ahead for us. Um, there's no doubt about it. So it's we've just got to be careful with him. Um, I think Katic is very much a confidence player. I think when he's on the top of his game, he's, he's almost unbeatable, both in the air and, and in the challenge. And his 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 use of the ball is good when he's when he's confident. Whereas today um, he was a wee bit shakier, and you could see he started to struggle more and more as the game went on. And but he's only young, so I mean that improvement's going to come. Um, that consistency has got to come. I think it'll be helped if he plays a bit more often. But I can understand why the manager wants to take him out the firing line now and again. Um, it might well be he takes him out the team again for for, for Thursday, which is I think it's fairly understandable because he didn't play well today. But it, again, he can maybe consider himself unlucky. But generally speaking, it's 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 good news because you, you want your best players to to be on long contracts. And Katic is 
is definitely one of our best players and, and really has a lot of potential there. So can you hope to see a lot more of him this season and, and to see him progress even further, to be honest? Uh, just to be ready to wrap this up, guys. So, Stephen, I'll come to you with the last one. There was a really bizarre story uh, this morning in the Sunday Mail from Gordon Parts about Morelos saying, you know, he doesn't speak to the media. And I, it, it was just, it seemed a really vindictive piece of journalism to me. Uh, what's the point of this? I, 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 honestly, I didn't read the thing. I, I just saw people, uh, you know, providing wee snippets of what he was saying and all the rest of it. And I, I, I just, I found it puzzling. And as I said, slightly vindictive, you know. So what were your thoughts on that? I, I'll take um, I'll answer this one I suppose it's just gutter journalism it really is I mean Gordon Parks is he's the same one that had to go you know almost xenophobic at, at the Kilmarnock manager a couple of weeks into the job and it's, it's it's you know we ask sometimes I wonder to myself why my blog does so well and why people follow it and why it gets such a good read and everything else and it's See, to be honest, and excuse the phrase, because of crap like that, and that's utter gutter tabloid clickbait nonsense. And it's just no wonder why would Marielos talk to the Sunday Mail or, or the Daily Record after the stuff that he's they've written about him and everything else? Because I'll, I'll tell you something, Alfredo Morelos, you know, there's pictures everywhere of him on the internet with kids smiling and getting his photo taken and he's lovely to the Rangers. I've never read anyone complain about how he's be- behaved towards Rangers support. So, you know, and everybody says he's a great teammate and he's funny, he's always having a laugh and everything else. And why should he talk to the tabloids when that's how they treat him? I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a shambles. And Rangers should be big enough and brave enough just to say at the next press conference that, um, you know, stuff like that, we're just, we're not going to deal with with a Sunday mail and, and we're not going to allow you to come to our our press conferences if, if that's how you're going to treat us because it's just gutter clickbait nonsense and it really is it's, it's, it's pathetic it really really is Sure I'll give the final word to you what, what did you make of that I, I just thought it was bizarre It's just petty Steve is right it's just gutter, gutter press and, and it's dying that's why the the, 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 um, the mainstream media if you want to call it that that's why it is dying because it's it's awful nobody wants to read Crap like that. I mean, even if even if they were writing that about a Celtic player or Hearts player or an Aberdeen player, I've I've no interest in that. And and the guy the guy's done nothing wrong. He's a young lad. He's playing thousands of miles away from where he belongs. He doesn't speak great English. I think he's well because he's getting better at it. But he's quite a quiet. He likes to carry on, but he's fairly quiet and, and well spoken. Anyway, I mean, I, I seen him when he was away for Colombia. He gave a good press interview. Didn't hide for anything. Doesn't hide for our support. Doesn't hide on the pitch. Is has he done a few things wrong this time? Absolutely. Who hasn't he when they're 21, 22 years old? But to come out with this this crap today, it was just this cheap journalism, for want of a better word. And it just I, I didn't understand how any editor of these newspapers thinks it's it's worthwhile. It maybe gets a few more clicks online, but for, for what? I mean, I know myself, internet advertising is pennies. You didn't get a, a lot of money, so. It just isn't worthwhile. I mean, you mentioned Jordan Campbell earlier with Athletic. It's such a much better platform. The, 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 the stuff's much more interesting to read. It's set out better. There isn't as many adverts. It's intelligent writing. It's interesting. And then you've got 500 words for Gordon Parks about how many else is, is, is embarrassing. It's just... I, I, to be honest, I didn't know why we're born to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't know really get the guy the attention. But I mean, the parts know he was a, a player himself. So it's it's even more embarrassing when it comes to these guys that actually played the game. You know, they would have been the first ones to moan if it was him that was the subject to that 30, 40 years ago when he played. So when these guys like Andy Walker and Sutton and, and David Proven, they come out with it week to week, I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand these editors who think that anybody wants to read that or listen to it this shock jock crap because it is utter crap and it's 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 embarrassing to be honest yeah i would agree and i would also agree i mean some of the stuff that jordan's 
produced has has been really enjoyable. So, I mean, if there's any Rangers fans out there that haven't read his stuff, I would I would recommend it. And obviously, you've you've got places like Jersnet and, and Stevie's blog as well. You know, which, which are far more informative and 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 you know give you a better read. You know, what I mean, instead of the clickbait nonsense. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll leave it there for this week, guys. So big thanks to Stuart and Stephen uh, for their contributions tonight. Uh, so a show next week. We've got the Motherwell game coming up next week, obviously, and there's a big European night uh, against Porto on Thursday. So next week's show, we'll have a wee look at that. In the meantime, get yourself on to the forums uh, and the Jersnet website at www.jersnet.co.uk and also check out Stevie's blog, as he said earlier on. There's lots of good stuff on there. Uh, so get yourself on that. So until the next time, uh, bye for now. <laughs>